These scenes brought the bone-crutching fun. Today I'm talking about my favorite action scenes of 2021. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. movie friends welcome to scott's self-indulgent movie podcast i am scott and today i am talking about my favorite action scenes from 2021 so uh the general gist of this is that it's pretty much what it says on the tin i picked my 10 favorite action scenes from 2021 uh in terms of order there really isn't one because it's hard to pick a favorite in this regard and i'm just trying to highlight my the stuff i had the most fun with so yeah that's that's what it's going to be so without further ado let's get started First up, we have Last Stand from Dune. When asked about the Fremen, Jason Momoa's Duncan Idaho says they fight like demons. What the audience may or may not know is that Duncan is also describing himself and his upcoming demise. After surviving the initial assault to kill House Atreides, Paul and his new allies are beset by elite troopers known as the Sardukar. With a narrow corridor as the only obstacle in the way, Duncan pushes Paul and his mother out of the way before closing the door behind him and facing an entire squadron by himself. Based on Paul's visions, we already know the outcome. This is Duncan's last stand. But it's not what he's doing that makes it so memorable. It's how he does it. After watching these troops tear through countless foes like paper, Duncan tears through the Sadukar like two knives through butter easily penetrating their shields and superior numbers at will. Even when he begins to take damage and is run through, Duncan does his best Boromir impression and refuses to go down until the squadron joins him in death. The scene is easily the best demonstration of the series' approach to -to hand-to-hand combat, blades and shields, while also being a fantastically heroic send-off for Duncan. Next up, the bus brawl from Nobody. Up until this point, our hero Hutch has hinted at his violent capabilities, but after years of keeping the beast at bay, he desperately wants to let it out. So when Russian gangsters get on his bus and begin harassing a young woman, Hutch decides, I'm gonna fuck you up. What follows is a brutal two-part fight, as Hutch regains his fighting bearings with a messy tune-up round where he gets in his legs against numbers, but still gets thrown out of a window. That is, before he returns and takes down all of his foes with lethal efficiency and a cut-off seatbelt, complete with well-timed jokes to break the tension. It's the first sign that Hutch is truly as dangerous as he thinks he is, and a great intro to the film's old-school approach to action. Next up, Cuba from No Time to Die. There are plenty of excellent action scenes in Daniel Craig's final go as 007, including the opening chase and the final single-take shootout, but none of them are this much fun. The tone is playful from the jump, as Bond is introduced to the allegedly green Paloma, as they try to infiltrate a Spectre meeting and grab their target, before the new 007, Nomi, can. Of course, everything quickly goes off the rails as Bond and Paloma have to contend with a barrage of Spectre goons, corrupt local military, and Nomi, while firing off jokes, casual flirting, and in Dearmas' case, amazing grapple takedowns followed by Gun Fu while looking stunning. But despite the bullets flying, we never lose that sense of fun as our heroes grab drinks in between rounds, crack jokes, and everyone gets out alive. It's a great vision of what Bond could and should look like in the future. Next up, we have Black Widow versus the Black Widows from Black Widow. 
Having seen Yelena and Natasha tussle earlier, audiences might have wondered what makes Tash Natasha special amongst a series of Black Widows. And in a one-two punch of Natasha disarming her former handler and facing off against a small army of fellow Widows, we see why. The fight shows off everything that makes Black Widow great, including her acrobatic fighting style, the grappling, and the gadgets, all against opponents with similar strength and abilities. But it's also the only time we've seen her truly overwhelmed by numbers, as she takes almost as many blows as she dishes out. It's a losing battle, but gives she gives them a hell of a run for their money as she refuses to go down or take her opponents down for good. It's a scene that, much like Batman's solo episodes in Justice League, reveals her greatest attribute, sheer will. Next up, the convo attack from F9. Since its makeover in Fast Five, the Fast franchise has wowed audiences by putting together one piece of set piece of vehicular insanity after another, and there's no signs of slowing down. With the, the, fake, the fate of the world on the line, Dominic Toretto and company attack his brother's snake-like armored convoy from the outside and in. While the sequence has plenty of the ridiculous fun we'd expect, like wild jumps and hand-to-hand -hand combat on top of moving vehicles, the real fun comes from the newest addition, ultra-powerful magnets the team uses to throw cars around like ragdolls and melee weapons, all before Dom ends the festivities by crashing a car into a jet fighter. It's the bananas approach to action the franchise is built on and can't be found anywhere else. Next up, Harley's escape from the Suicide Squad. Harley Quinn is no damsel. Despite being imprisoned by a dictator's corrupt general and brutally interrogated, Harley Quinn conducts her own rescue by breaking free and shooting, stabbing, and beating the hell out of an entire garrison. The scene is framed like a violent catharsis for Harley, for Harley who hasn't had a chance to avenge her teammate Boomer, Captain Boomerang, her now-dead lover's birds, and herself as she turns the, off the jokey charm and kills everyone in sight with a stone-cold glare and an explosion of flowers to match her mental state as she finishes everybody off. But because this is a James Gunn scene, we also get a proper callback to Javelin's weapon, which suits Harley's acrobatic combat style, and we punctuate the scene with Harley interrupting her own rescue and being genuinely touched. It's everything that works about the movie distilled into a single scene. Next up, we have Swarm Mode from The Matrix Resurrections. How do you make the agents more terrifying? How about replacing them with a mindless horde? With Neo and Trinity in danger of escaping and upending the current version of The Matrix, our new big bad, the Analyst, throws everything he can at our heroes, right off of buildings. With every mind in The Matrix at his disposal, our heroes are beset by an army of mindless zombies and human bombs dropping all around us. Trinity zigzags as best she can while Neo's fledgling one powers try to keep the masses at bay. It's a unique action scene that only this franchise could deliver. Next up, Gabriel in the Station from Malignant. If you wondered how directing blockbuster action films would impact James Wan's horror thrillers, you have your answer. They're going to get ridiculous and very fun. With Gabriel, our teratomic twin, who breaks through the back of our heroine Madison's head and controls her body in reverse, fully revealed and fully in control, the audience is treated to the terrifying extent of Gabriel's power as he completes a movie's worth of slasher kills in a holding cell before taking his blade to nearby police officers. It's all excellently choreographed and loopy as James Wan's camera tracks every awkward and powerful slash Gabriel dishes out while maintaining a disquieting sense of unease. It's a great payoff that the whole movie has been hinting at. 
Next up, another bus brawl, this time from Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah, buses are a thing this year, but while nobody's bus stayed completely still, our titular hero has to deal with a cadre of goons while his city bus tears through San Francisco and gets torn apart. There's so much fun stuff here, whether it's the very apt recording for social media as Shang-Chi reveals his martial arts prowess, the overlap between action movies like Speed and basically every Jackie Chan fight scene ever, or how the fight puts the audience in Shang-Chi's perspective as he dodges, strikes, and saves lives. A lot of people wondered how a martial arts hero would blend into the Marvel Universe, and this scene is a perfect answer. And finally, we have The Mitchells vs. The Machines from The Mitchells vs. The Machines. After watching countless superheroes save humanity from destruction, watching a family of four weirdos and their dog take down an army of AI robots gone rogue was a welcome palate cleanser. With their family splintered and hurting, humanity's fate looks grim as Katie Mitchell and her brother Aaron are the only uncaptured humans left. But thanks to a clever-slash-hilarious plan from Katie, using the robot's inability to process what the family dog Manchi is, and Rick and Linda's screwdrivers, the family is able to take the fight to the machines with payoff after glorious payoff, including a father-daughter bonding moment via robot fighting time to live your life by T.I. and Rihanna, and of course, Linda unleashing her inner bride from Kill Bill when they threaten her sweet boy, which is apparently part of some robotic apocalypse prophecy. It's funny, fun, cathartic, and supremely satisfying. So that's it. Those are my favorite action scenes for 2021. Let me know if you think I missed any. And as always, thank you so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time. And we've got the best movies of 2021 coming up next. This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.